0: The Facts and Friends podcast is brought to you by people like you. More and more, corporate America is taking over the podcast scene, and your support helps stave off a complete takeover. Please take a moment to share the podcast with your friends and followers via social media or word of mouth. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for helping out. It really does mean a lot. Wait, we're, we're doing the begging at the top of the show now? Well, our, our research shows that most people do make it about 96 seconds in.
1: We don't do research, but that does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, most people. <laughs> we'll see you next week, I guess, because you're about done. Probably not. Oh, that's true. If they're stopping now, they're probably not going to listen next week. <laughs> All right. Well, for the other few of you, there's like another 50 minutes or so of show coming up. Feel free to keep listening or turn us off. <laughs>
0: Joe Biden, the president of the United States, has allegedly mishandled classified documents.
1: So far, no hysteria at all whatsoever. What a double standard here. Where's the FBI? They should be battering rams knocking down his door. I mean, were they raiding his home? Joe Biden arguably has done something. Far worse than anything Donald Trump was ever accused of doing. Is the Justice Department going to send in the FBI, the FBI's hostage rescue team? Right. Where is the raid? And let
0: me. Where's let the me? FBI raid? I'll echo again uh, impeach Biden, and that's what we need to do.
1: So far, no hysteria at all whatsoever. You're listening to Facts and Friends. Welcome to this. I guess diamonds aren't forever, episode of the Facts and Friends podcast. My name is Anthony DeVolder, (laughs) and joining me this week is my friend and co-host, most of you know him as the Hall of Fame coach of the four-time champion men's volleyball team from Baruch College, it's Judson. (laughs) Hello, Judson. Hello, Tino. Actually, I have coached volleyball before, it turns out. Have you really? Not at Baruch. Uh... You know, Judson, George Santos is just the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, do tell. We talked about the freshman New York congressman on our last show, but every day we seem to learn a little bit more about George Santos, if that's his real name. There are some questions that I have about that. (laughs) Videos surfaced, apparently. Showing Santos at an event in 2019, introducing himself as someone else. My is Anthony DeVolder. Um, I'm a New York City resident. I've- Recently founded a group called United for Trump. So if you guys want to follow, that would be awesome. So this was a really weird event.
0: Yeah, I've watched. I've watched it too. I'm curious though if he's actually a New York City resident and if he really did form some sort of group about Trump. I don't know because none of that seems to be true. It may not be. Yeah, but this event was like for LGBTQ plus conservatives. They had a trans woman up there who he interacts with a lot in the in the video. Not Caitlyn Jenner. Not. Caitlyn Jenner. They, apparently they have two
1: staunchly conservative transgendered woman. Yes. And just saying those words in that order almost makes my head explode. Yes. I was surprised. News outlets also report that videos and social media posts reveal Santos has used both Anthony DeVolder and George DeVolder aliases and his maybe real, maybe fake company is called the DeVolder company.
0: Right. And it seems like it maybe is like a family name, like a ma- mommy, mom's maiden name or something is what I was reading.
1: So per his Wikipedia, his full name is George Anthony DeVolder Santos. Oh, so he just used the middle part. Yeah, so technically those names belong to him, but they're not always used in the right order. Sometimes he write them backwards or
0: moves the letters around.
1: And Well, as we covered last week, DeVoldermort, if I may, <laughs> <laughs> please, has lied about being- he who, he, No, I'm sorry. He who cannot be named. <laughs> Or he who can be named by many names. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: He's probably too much of a bit player to deserve the title of De Voldemort, but I couldn't pass it up. Oh, I agree. Yeah. So just as a recap, he lied about being Jewish and having a family that escaped the Holocaust. He lied about his real estate portfolio, attending Baruch College in NYU. He didn't. Working at Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. And now we learn he's been giving fake names. But wait, there's more. (laughs) There's gotta be a better way. You know, it's one thing to lie about attending a school. It's one thing you shouldn't do. But Santos doesn't do anything halfway. Told me,
0: I remember specifically, I'm into sports a little bit, that he was a star on the Baruch volleyball
1: team and that they won the league championship. What can I tell you? And he wasn't just on the team, Judson. I mean, you know he wasn't on the team. (laughs) Right, right. I'm talking about the claim. He didn't just claim to be on the team. He was the star. He was the Baruch College volleyball legend and the reason they won the championship. Did they actually win the championship? I didn't look this up. Baruch has actually won the championship quite a few times. Okay. There are only eight colleges in the CUNY system. Yeah. So there's not a lot of competition.
0: I was just curious, like, how much of this was a lie?
1: Baruch has won quite a bit. It's either Baruch or Hunter College, usually, that is competing for this volleyball championship. Got it.
0: Are you a big men's volleyball fan?
1: No. No, okay. <laughs> I'm not in any kind of volleyball fan. <laughs> We're not finished yet.
0: George Santos's campaign last year was a campaign of deceit, lies, and fabrication. He is a stain on the House of Representatives.
1: He's a stain on the 3rd Congressional District. He's a national joke. He's an international joke. But this joke's got to go. Mr. Santos, haven't you done enough harm? It's time for you to resign, George. Those were clips from a press conference last week wherein pretty much every single Republican leader in his district called for him to resign. On top of that, more than half of the Republicans in the New York congressional delegation have also called for Santos to resign. That feels like a lot. It is. <laughs> and actually, this is might surprise you, Judson. He agreed to resign <laughs> on one condition. Okay. 142,000 people have to ask him to quit. Now, when I first read that, I thought, done. Yeah. Right? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you probably be able to get ten times that. I would happily ask him. Yeah, but there was fine print. Of course, there was. I was elected by one hundred forty-two thousand people. Until those same one hundred forty-two thousand people tell me they don't want me, uh, we'll find out in two years. So it has to be the people who voted for him,
0: and we can determine who voted for him by what method?
1: Uh, I think the Italians have a satellite. <laughs> Is that next to the Jewish space laser? Is that? It might be. Okay. Now there's another little mystery that's kind of tangential to George Santos. If you've watched news coverage of reporters trying to talk to Santos, you probably noticed this young twink kid. Not a kid. He's like in his early twenties.
0: I did not, in fact, notice this young person.
1: Okay. Well, he's like in an ill-fitting suit. He looks kind of like Jenna Maroney's agent in 30 Rock. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. If you remember, if you can conjure that image. But this kid's like maybe in his early 20s. Right. And he's like following Santos around, trying to like run interference with the reporters who are asking him questions and looking very flustered. Well, here's the mystery. Someone on Twitter noticed the resemblance between Santos is a houseboy. Can I call him a houseboy? He's mean, in the
0: house. So yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And another young man in a photo with disgraced former congressman and wheelchair Nazi Madison Cawthorn. That photo being from a couple years ago. Okay. So in this Twitter post, the poster shared side-by-side photos, one of Madison and, and some young guy and one of Santos and another young guy. And they look kind of similar. And the person simply asked the question, are they the same person? And? Breaking news. They are. <laughs> I would like you and our audience, Judson, to meet Raffaello J. Carone. Uh, no relation, by the way, to this other uh, famous Carone. I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> You remember Melissa Carone? I do remember Melissa. <laughs> yeah, she was, uh, she was a big part of the 2020 Giuliani fake election fraud flatulence tour. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to play a fart here. You might. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So now I know this is visual, Judson, but if you can look at the show notes really quickly. Sure. And draw your attention to this photo of Raffaello Carone with Madison Cawthorne. And just help me out. Where is Madison Cawthorne's left hand in said photo? Ah... Uh, Hmm. So when you're standing up next to someone, you might put your arm around them on their shoulders? Sure. But he's in a wheelchair, so... Madison does have his arm around the guy. It does appear that he m- might be... Mm, fondling the young man's buttocks?
0: I was looking for a euphemism, but yes, that is what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a half-reach-around. Grasping a
1: ham. I, I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's got... They're clearly very pleased with how things are going. And they both have very big smiles on their faces. Now, let's let's talk a little bit about Raffaello Carone. He's so young. He's young looking, yeah. Yeah. His bio describes him as a conservative strategist, president of something called the Liberty and Justice Consulting Firm, former comms for Madison Cawthorn. But Lindsey Graham describes him as a two-term pass around party bottom. <laughs> uh, oh, no. So I went to... Liberty and Justice Consulting Firm. I went to their webpage. Right. Because it's a real thing. And I noticed they had an Our Services section. So I thought I'd check that out and I just wanted to go over some of the services they offer. Do tell. Communications Management. Infrastructure Development. okay, Something called CBT. I had to look that up. That's Cockball Torture. <laughs> um, but wait, there's more. <laughs> ground Game Strategy. Staffing or Piss Play. Barely Legal Advice. <laughs> and... Uh, cuckolding assistance is that something you need assistance yeah you need cuckolding is when a third person comes into a relationship
0: i'm familiar with what i just meant you need assistance i guess i guess that's what they provide you need a
1: third person and where better to go than liberty and justice consulting firm (laughs) (laughs) well we reached around to the gop communal twink can you stop saying reach around please sorry we reached out (laughs) to the gop communal twink but we've not heard back and honestly i doubt we will hear back but if we do get to talk to him I really want to know about his one-term congressman kink. I mean, I know we're not supposed to judge kinks, but... You do not judge kinks. He seems to have a type. Yeah, really bad congressmen who are... Who Who lie. Who who lie a lot.
0: And are going to get thrown out by their own party. Maybe. Half of them have already said Santos should step down, and we know what happened to Cawthorn. Very true.
1: So... Well, stay tuned to the Facts and Friends podcast for more information on this developing story. (laughs) (laughs) We will be right back with a look at the stunningly useless first week of the GOP-led House of Representatives.
0: Hey, FNFers, Judson here. Tino and I are always looking to interact more with our fantastic audience. If you have questions, ideas, complaints, or just need a friend, you can reach out to us at factsandfriends at gmail.com. That's facts, the letter N, friends at Gmail. And if you want to make a more intimate connection, I'm on Twitter at The and My arse. Again, The Fault, the letter N, My arse. And you can find Tino at Uncle
1: Tortilla. We can't wait to hear from you. So, with the humiliating election of its speaker finally out of the way, the House of Representatives GOP players kicked off their 118th season last week, Judson. And boy, howdy, this season is heavy on tragicomedy. <laughs>
0: I think that's going to be the next two years for us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not to be outdone by Hakeem Jeffries and his incredible alphabetical list of Democratic priorities. Kevin McCarthy released his own alphabetical list of House GOP priorities this week. And here's just a few that stood out to us. Uh, distraction over the debt ceiling. Okay. It kind of really focused in on distracting people. Yeah. Transphobia over tax reform. <laughs> I don't know how those two are linked, but sure they just prefer one over the other. Oh, I see. They're focusing on transphobia and maybe not so much on reforming taxes.
0: I was confused. I forgot the Jeffries thing, so I was I was like trying to figure out how
1: transphobia related to tax reform, but I got it now. Okay, we're good. Okay. Owning libs over the opioid crisis, right? Cocaine orgies over constituent needs. <laughs> so our list, our list is not alphabetical. Then you're saying no, it is not. Oh, okay, Lord Bobert put it together. <laughs> Grandstanding over grift, over gaslighting. But it's important to note here that McCarthy did point out that this was a really, really close one, (laughs) um, and it was pretty much a three-way tie. Yeah, how do you pick as a Republican? Three-way tie is also a service offered by the Liberty and Justice Consulting Firm. (laughs) That's that's a subsection of the cuckold. Three systems, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> Raffaello's taint over Lindsey Graham's waiting face. Wait a minute, that's not a real one. It's not even alliterative. How'd that get in there? <laughs> Lindsey did it. Oops, did I do that? <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> The first week of this house was mostly what we expected. They took party line votes on ridiculous go-nowhere issues most of the American people don't care about. They voted to defund the 87,000 new IRS agents, which is an issue they've misled people on sort of throughout. Yeah, it's not even what's happening, right? It's not. They've painted this picture of like armed IRS agents. Yeah,
0: jackbooted IRS thugs coming to audit, forcibly audit your taxes. It's
1: just a lie.
0: Yeah, it's over 10 years and it's mostly to hire people to... Do the job of the IRS.
1: right. so they they did pass the vote, and there were this really tickled me, slash annoyed me. There were a number of, GOP Congress people proclaiming on Twitter and other social media that they had defunded the IRS. Yeah,
0: taking a victory lap. They've passed something through the House that will die in the Senate and will be vetoed by the president anyway. It's
1: just grandstanding. There was no victory. No. I think I saw, it might have been Eric Swalwell who shared how a bill becomes a law. (laughs) Saturday morning cartoon thing from the 80s. Yeah. To try to explain to someone who was a
0: bill on Capitol Hill. Some
1: GOP person who was cheering (laughs) that they had not in fact Defunded anything. I mean, they are not big on process or, um, or truths. Civic, civic knowledge. Well, the Dunning-Kruger-McCarthy House also passed a law about an imaginary problem. They voted to guarantee medical care for babies born as a result of unsuccessful abortions.
0: Ah! Did you hear about that? I I did not hear that particular one, No.
1: Yeah, but I've heard this before. In the extremely rare case that this medical situation occurs, I'm sure it does, healthcare is already provided? Yeah, that's that's what doctors do, it turns out. So Republicans just use that vote to deem Democrats who voted against it because it was unnecessary.
0: This goes along with their myth of there being like abortions up to delivery, which is simply not how this works. It's the same as CRT being taught in grade schools. It was, that was never a thing. We could just simply use that meme of the lady. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works on every topic they ever discuss.
1: Their entire agenda is a farce. It's political theater to feed the MAGA misinformation machine or as United States Senator and next-door neighbor punching bag Rand Paul says theater. He says theater? Isn't that theater? What the fuck (laughs) is that? Also, they formed their silly little committees, and there's this gem. You might enjoy this. It also might turn your stomach. Oh, good. The House of Representatives (laughs) will have more guys named Mike chairing committees than
0: women chairing committees. Uh, There are 33 Republican women, 91 Democratic
1: women, so kind of there is a the, the House uh, Republicans are talking a lot about the diversity that they have in their ranks, not necessarily in their chairman. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, and that's that's the wrinkle.
0: Yeah, I, I heard them crowing about their, diver, their diverse caucus this time around. More men named Mike than women in chairing committees. That is an absurd
1: stat. Yeah. But we also, we can't leave out the House GOP's move to restore freedom to the People's House this week, Judson. Finally. The Republicans have voted to rescind an almost 20-year ban on smoking inside the Capitol. Smell that freedom, baby. <laughs> Only ah! they can't smell the freedom because, while well, the cigarettes are killing them and others around them. It's also severely limiting their sense of smell.
0: Tucker did a story, I guess, last night about this, about basically saying, what's so bad about smoking? That was his premise? Yeah.
1: Did a producer you? everything Every, yeah. <laughs> and then there's the debt ceiling yeah
0: treasury secretary Janet Yellen just wrote a letter to leaders in congress saying that beginning next Thursday January 19th the United States will be reaching its statutory debt limit of just more than 31 trillion dollars at which point it will have to start taking what it calls extraordinary measures to conserve capital at the federal governmental level uh, to avoid a default on debt
1: Yellen also also noted in her letter that even with those extraordinary measures, without congressional action, the U.S. would still start defaulting on its debt by early June. Yeah. And she warned that failure to meet the government's obligations would cause irreparable harm to the U.S. economy, the livelihoods of all Americans, and global financial stability. That's a quote from her letter. Yeah, it's real bad news. Well, crashing the global economy over caring about doing our jobs is in the GOP alphabetical list of priorities. They already did see. Oh, we did. In Lauren Boebert's GOP alphabet, Who knows how many C's there are? We know there are three K's. So it should come as no surprise that Texas Congressman and current owner of Kevin McCarthy's testicles, Chip Roy, made this obnoxious speech on the House floor. But no, no, don't you dare, Congressman Roy, say that you might use the debt ceiling as leverage to extract fiscal reforms to stop the insanity. Well, let me just be clear. I think it is critical that we change the way we're doing business. And I intend to use the debt ceiling to ensure that we get fiscal and structural reforms. And I'm not going to bow down just because a few of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle and a few pundits on TV write nasty editorials and some of my donors, some of the people out there in the world and activists text you and go, oh my gosh, what are you doing? You're gonna risk default on the debt. Yeah, you're gonna tank the global economy, you stupid son of a bitch. Yeah, but Chip
0: Roy is gonna be fine. He doesn't give a shit. But we're fucked. And he doesn't believe that we are fucked
1: even though we are. If we don't raise the debt, fee- debt ceiling we are fucked. They don't
0: understand how any of this works. They just think spending money bad have to stop that and they don't understand how any of, it, any of the
1: consequences that... No, 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 well, no. Well, no. they want to stop it in specific ways. Right, they love spending money. Right. I mean, that tax cut to the rich that Trump gave? Yeah. You know how much that added to the deficit? Trillions of dollars, yeah. And their current plan would also increase the deficit. They are not fiscally responsible. That is... They never have been. No. They never have been. How they are able to wear the that mantle is beyond me.
0: It's because they always want to cut the big programs that provide the big important things like the social safety net. Right. And so they're, they, what they're willing to cut is those things, which are a huge portion of our of what the government owes every year. It's massive.
1: Oh, can you also just update uh, my Kevin McCarthy speakership expiration prediction to early to mid-June? I thought it was going to be in September, <laughs> but it sounds like he's going to be speaker until sometime in June.
0: Well, is he going to go along with it, you think? I mean, do you think he's he going to block the, them using the debt ceiling? It's already
1: part of their backdoor deal that... It's
0: part of the deal they made, but you think he's going to renege on it, I guess is what I'm saying. Yes,
1: he's going to have to. It's going to be really interesting in June to um, cover this vote. I mean,
0: really, it was a, it was a major failure of the previous Congress to not do something about this, because obviously we knew what this was going to happen. Well, they tried. They could have tried harder, I guess, is what, what I mean.
1: Well, finally, in the first week of this do-nothing GOP-led Congress, Kevin McCarthy said he would make good on his promises to exact revenge for Democrats simply following norms of decency in the 117th Congress. Right. I don't know if you remember, Judson, but the Democrats removed Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar from their committees. Yep. Uh, it was because of exceptionally bad behavior, up to and including threatening the lives of their congressional colleagues. Yeah, they're lovely people. (laughs) Yeah. So McCarthy is going to now kick qualified legislators off their committees so we can win some MAGA points with Tucker Carlson and and that ilk. Yep. Namely, he has targeted Eric Swalwell, Omar Ilhan, and Adam Schiff. Yeah,
0: Swalwell was, I guess, the one that kind of surprised me. I knew uh, Ilhan was coming, and I'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't do more of the squad. Me too. Well, yet anyway, I guess.
1: So one thing I want to point out about this is the rhetoric that Kevin McCarthy and the right in general, are using to justify this score-setting move. It's kind of inciting their crazy base. Yeah. Like, read this tweet from one Jonathan Reeser.
0: You want me to actually read it? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to read it. He threatens a congressman. It's a quote. (sighs) Okay.
1: This is how Judson really feels, guys.
0: (laughs) Quote. You fucking traitor loser. Ha 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 ha. And you are so proud when you go to sleep every night. I hope you family is raped and murdered and I hope you get tied to the back of a truck and drug 10,000 miles until you body is ripped to pieces, you scum. I wish I saw you in person. It'd break your fucking face so fast you'd have plastic surgery and never look the same again. Try me, pussy. My favorite comment in response to that was that he's just a pirate. He's asking someone to try try me, pussy.
1: Arrgh. Exactly. (laughs) Well, (laughs) there is still some justice in the world. Also, it's great that this segment is sponsored by Indeed.com because Jonathan Reeser is looking for a job now. (laughs) That's right. This segment is not sponsored by Indeed.com.
0: He lasted like a day. Internet found him real quick.
1: Swallow posted a copy of this tweet on Twitter, and it didn't take long before Twitter found out where he worked. (laughs) Pulled up his LinkedIn uh, and pretty much every social account he had. Reached out to the company. Yeah, they reached out to Patients Choice Laboratories, former employer of this asshole. (laughs) And they put out a statement. Yeah. We are appalled by the recent comments made by one of our employees. We do not stand for or condone offensive or threatening behaviors. After an internal investigation, the individual has been terminated, effective immediately, and is no longer affiliated with the company. That was a short fucking internal investigation. That's
0: what I was going to say. Like, they turned that around real quick.
1: (laughs) This threat is entertaining and annoying. You have these right-wing people coming and saying, doxing isn't fair, isn't right, no matter what. (laughs) There was no doxing.
0: Doxing is not providing their names.
1: Doxing Doxing is... Doxing isn't usually like publicly available information and giving it to Eric Swalwell so he can complain to the guy's employer. They also complained that he was canceled.
0: For me, doxing has to be like also providing like like home addresses and phone numbers and ways that people can like reach actually physically threatens them. That's not what reaching out to his employers is. It's
1: asking for some accountability. At least one story we've told has had a happy ending, Judson, right? Is that... Actually, I think Happy Endings are another service offered by the Liberty and Justice (laughs) Consulting (laughs) Group. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back to talk about Corvettes and classified documents. Oh, God. During this break, please enjoy a clip Judson really wanted to talk about. If only they'd had the time. Now I go to a restaurant, I say, listen, can I be put in a private room? Not because I don't care about the public, it's going to make a major scene. If they don't have a private room, you know what happens? My food gets bought almost every time, and I get mobbed all around the table, and I'm signing autographs for the waiters, and the owner comes out, and I get followed into the parking lot, and women are throwing themselves at me. (laughs) And I'm not bragging about it, I'm just... All right, Judson. Before we get to the Biden document story that neither of us really want to talk about. Really don't. Let's play a quick game. A game. Excellent. It has nothing to do with the Biden stuff, but I'm stalling. I love games. When I started doing the show notes, I'm like, I need a break from the show notes, so let's <laughs> let's throw a game in. Here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna play a clip and all you have to do is identify the speaker and the topic. Basically just what the person is talking about in the clip. Okay. But I want to add some stakes. Uh, If you get a perfect score, that is you identify both the speaker and the topic. Okay. You don't have to edit this week. Oh. If you get half of them right, so you identify one or the other, you only have to do one segment. Okay. But if you get them both wrong, you edit the whole show. (laughs) I mean, you can say that, but
0: when do you want this show to come out? (laughs) (laughs) Monday. (laughs) Yeah,
1: okay, well, of this year, this month. You
0: better hope I get some of these right.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, are you ready? I am ready. They conjure your wildest dreams before you. They're like spellcasters or wizards. They conjure a fantasy before your eyes, your wildest dreams. That's how they sell you. And they say, you can have all this. They're like Jafar, you know, or Rasputin. All this can be yours. Okay, so who are these wizards and who's talking? I have no idea. Yes! I get Sunday off! Good luck this show with this show coming out, ever. <laughs> if you're listening to this show, <laughs> it's <laughs> July 2026. <laughs> Just for, for some historical context, the events you've been hearing about happened some years ago. Before the fall of the United States
0: and the rise of our current... <laughs> Whatever this
1: is. All right. Do you need to hear it again? Or do you want it to like, do you want some cl- hints? It won't matter. So go right ahead. Okay. Here's your first hint. The speaker is someone who may come up right to spin the wheel of Nazis. It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty big wheel these days. It is. You want to take a guess? I
0: don't know. I'm not taking a guess.
1: I got no clue. This is a person who has had dinner with Donald Trump. The man just eats and golfs. Recently. And somewhat controversially. What's his face? Uh, The young guy. Fuentes. Nick Fuentes. That's correct, though you needed a lot of help. Yeah. Now, what do you think he's talking about? And the fact that it's Nick Fuentes should be a clue in and of itself. Is it the Jews? It's the Jews. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Here is the full... Or not the full, but here is uh, more of the clip. And Jews are very good at this. Jews are very good at conjuring these fantasies. They conjure your wildest dreams before you. They're like spellcasters or wizards. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm patting myself on the back for not recognizing
1: that guy's voice And i'm not gonna zoom further out of this clip and play more of it But he's talking about marjorie taylor green being uh compromised by the jews like uh, that's why she's becoming this mainstream quote, unquote, <laughs> But judson We can't put it off anymore. It's time to talk about what we both don't want to talk about But a stupid story deserves its own stupid game It's time to play the easiest game in podcasting, Did the Right Lose Their Shit? (laughs) Yes. Yes, they did. That's the game. Always. That's why I think we need to change things up. Okay. Okay. In the past, it's pretty much just been a yes or no question. The answer, as you pointed out, always yes. Always yes. That's just how the right-wing fear and outrage machine works. They're always pissed off about something ridiculous. Yeah. And they try to make you think it's a really big deal. Sure. So what I thought we might do is have a scale for the game. Oh, okay. So we need to weigh the amount of shit lost, in a manner of speaking.
0: Looking like a 10-gallon hat?
1: or (laughs) Well, let's just use a 10-point scale. Okay. So not to be crude, but on the scale, one would be like a a low-grade shart at home. You know, (laughs) you can change your pants and underwear. It's not a huge deal. It's a little unpleasant, right? You and conjuring those word pictures. Go on. (laughs) And 10 is like... A breach of the main New York City wastewater treatment intake artery. I told you
0: I've got three kids. I know what a breach looks like. Let me paint my picture, please.
1: <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So, a breach of this wastewater intake artery with a hundred jet engine, high velocity industrial fans on full speed, like blowing the waste into a stadium full of kids. <laughs> Why's it got to be kids? That's a 10. Why's it got to be kids? Because I thought it would be more jarring if it were kids getting covered in shit. <laughs> it was jarring. Yeah. Okay, Yeah. But I'm trying not to be crude with my word <laughs> pictures. Were you trying not to be crude? Not very hard. Okay. <laughs> That is the scale, okay? So, I'm going to give you a high-level overview of the story, and you tell me how badly the right lost their shit, because we know they lost their shit.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely they did. Not even a question. News about the discovery of
1: what appear to be records from the Obama-Biden administration at an office used by Mr. Biden before he became president, some of them classified.
0: I mean, that's a nine right off the bat. (laughs) It's a a nine, okay. I mean, do you need me to describe what a nine is on the scale? Class, no. (laughs) classified documents from the Obama administration found outside of where they should be and a place that Biden must've put them or someone working for Biden.
1: So you're saying like the elevator scene from the shining, but but instead of blood, It's millions of gallons of very loose and perhaps somewhat chunky MAGA excrement exploding into the hallway onto a bunch of kids. <laughs> All right, Judson, so let's get a little taste of what the right losing their shit at level nine sounds like. <laughs> okay.
0: Joe Biden, the president of the United States, has allegedly mishandled classified documents. So far, no hysteria. At no all. Hysteria. Whatsoever.
1: What a double standard here. Where's the FBI? They should be battering rams knocking down his door. I mean, were they raiding his home? Joe Biden arguably has done something far worse than anything Donald Trump was ever accused of doing. <laughs> is the Justice Department going to send in the FBI, the FBI's hostage rescue team? Where's Classified the raid?
0: documents. Right. Where is the raid? And let me. Where's let the me... FBI raid? He's not suspicious, Dan, that he's taking a million dollar a year salary from the Chinese that they launder through the Penn Biden Center. I'll echo again, uh, impeach Biden. And that's what we need to do. I mean, good luck with that. I love how they like Trump didn't do anything. And Biden did all this, all this. What? Explain it to me. Use all your words and explain to me exactly what Joe Biden did. They can't. And exactly how, how it's not the, I mean, so much less severe than what Trump did. I just don't, I can't wrap my head around
1: it. That's a good sign, I think, for your overall <laughs> cognitive health.
0: Whenever the, their stuff starts to make sense, you know, that's that's the warning bell. That's when that the alarm goes off and you're like, okay, wait a minute, maybe open a window. <laughs> yeah. Clearly there's, maybe check the carbon dioxide.
1: You can sometimes be <laughs> the MAGA whisperer. Like sometimes you are able to explain to me what they're thinking when I simply can't grasp it. But I'm glad. I think if you could have here, I would have been concerned. <laughs>
0: I mean, I know what they're doing. They're just spinning their web of bullshit to explain away their guy's crimes right. while simultaneously trying to sink their, their opponent. I mean, that's that's what they're doing. They don't believe this shit. No. Well, I mean, there are probably some that are dumb enough to believe it. But mostly, I think those people grasp exactly what happened and are simply trying to take advantage of the situation and their dumber followers.
1: So I don't know about you, Judson, but I didn't want to talk about this story at all this week. I think this is a a nothing burger boring story. I agree. Yeah. But I thought about it a lot and it felt stranger not to address it on air than it did to just talk about it. Yeah, that's fair. So based on what we know so far, I agree. I think the Biden classified documents issue is very likely a nothing burger. I am withholding final judgment because it's just based on what we know now. Investigate it. Absolutely. I mean, classified documents that shouldn't be where they were. I have no problem with them investigating
0: it. Yeah. I have a little bit of a problem with how quickly Garland rolled out a special prosecutor.
1: I did think that was premature. Well, I
0: don't know if it's premature or not, but I feel like, you know, given the speed with which, or the lack of speed with which the Trump investigation rolled out, he had a freaking year to go back and forth with the National Archives to, and refuse to provide the documents that he clearly had. That he stole? Yeah, stole. No question. So he had a year back and forth with the National Archives before you even get the DOJ involved, as far as I could tell. Versus, I mean, this all happened in, what, November? and. Biden turned them all over immediately as soon as they found them. Right. Like I said, investigate it, whatever. But it seems to
1: me that we're working with two very different rule sets. Absolutely. And this is sort of the heart of us talking about an issue and a non-issue, I think, is looking at them side by side. And I just want to say, I do listen to other podcasts and I watch a lot of news and this comparison has been done. Sure, of course. But it just seemed like the sensible thing to do if we're going to talk about it to tell our audience, who hopefully hasn't heard it ad nauseum somewhere else, what the key differences are between the two situations. One is a scandal. And I I would say one is at least based on what we know so far. Sure. But there are vague similarities.
0: I mean, the, at the very broad strokes, you've got classified documents by f- people who have were at the time former public servants and shouldn't have had those
1: documents. And that's pretty much where the similarities end. It is. I think you're right. The differences are stark. Let's go over those.
0: Uh, one is the number of documents we're talking about. Ultimately, I think in the Trump case, we have like, what, 300 classified documents? It
1: was a high number. I don't remember the exact number.
0: Something like that. And where, with the Biden documents, it, I think we're, we're in the, the low teens now. Is that what the last I heard? It was 10 in one place and then one somewhere else and... Maybe they found a couple more since then.
1: Yeah, it's unclear to me at times if they're talking about the number of distinct documents or the number of pages.
0: Right, yeah, that's that's unclear. It was That's unclear in both cases, I feel like, too. Okay, okay. I think it's a page count we're talking about here. Yeah, each one is a, its own classified document because each page is labeled in such fashion. So the number of documents we're talking about is significantly different. How they came to light is also significantly different. In the Trump case, the National Archive, as I mentioned before, spent over a year trying to get Trump to return documents it knew it didn't have and it should have. Negotiated with him to return them. They returned a few. His lawyers swore to an affidavit that they didn't have any more. And then they found... 300 more right after they served a search warrant because of some information they'd received and they then as the 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 conservative media will say raided his place they executed a search warrant right Uh, and they recovered documents and that's what we're working off with now and he's done all kinds of legal maneuvers to block and prevent them from me anyway
1: not just that but how he handled it in the media he's like oh um they were planted the documents then he said no they're mine
0: yeah it's the classic Trump thing right I didn't do it even if I did do it it would be okay I did it and it's fine because i was the president they were planted it's all it's all a hoax and then at the end it's like they're mine and i
1: do it again <laughs> and you should give them back
0: yeah that should give them these are my personal documents yeah it's it's the classic cycle he goes through with every every scandal or f- felony or crime or whatever so whereas biden turned them over what they were found in the first place is biden's people opened up a locked closet and found this folder that had like 10 pages that were marked classified They immediately contacted the National Archive, turned them over, and have been fully cooperating with the DOJ in their investigation, not fighting their removal and not crowing about this being a hoax or them being planted or anything like that. It's simply like, we found these. We shouldn't have these. Please take these. And the National Archives being like, we weren't even looking for these. We didn't know this was an issue. So, like, the thing that comes to uh, that jumps out to me is that if what happened in the Biden case had happened to Trump, we still wouldn't know that he found these documents because they would have just covered it up. They would have never said anything, never reported it to the National Archive. And this wouldn't be a story at all had the situation been reversed. Because he's a criminal and a liar. They would have simply swept them under the rug, pretended they didn't have them. No one was looking for them as far as we know. So we never would have heard about it. The only reason we got the info on Trump's in the first place is because they knew he had them from multiple lines of inquiry had led them to believe that he had documents he shouldn't have. Biden's was clearly, this was an oversight. Something got put in a file it shouldn't have been, or some file got put in a place it shouldn't have been put. And they found it and they immediately handed it over. I mean, it's miles apart in terms of how it was handled.
1: One criticism from the right is that they waited until after the election to reveal. Weren't
0: they found in November, though? That's what that like, was found?
1: They were found in November. like
0: m- Maybe early November, maybe it was like the day or two before the election, but first they had to contact the National Archives in turn them over. You don't immediately have a press conference like, hey, we found classified documents in the in the closet. Hand them over to
1: the proper authority. Kevin McCarthy is known for a lot of things. Being smart isn't one of them.
0: <laughs> that is true. Definitely vying for dumbest man in Congress.
1: My take on this story is mostly just annoyance. I'm annoyed Biden fucked up. Look, he did fuck up, right? It's not a big deal. I mean, well, some
0: Somebody clearly did. I don't think it's Biden directly. Biden's office. I doubt he packed those files
1: himself. I doubt he... But the put book th- sauce with him. I'm not going to... Yeah.
0: Oh, so It's his responsibility. I'm not saying otherwise. I'm just saying, like, this is clearly not going to be a situation where, like, he himself did this directly.
1: I'm annoyed at the classification laws. I'm annoyed about the fact that the right is painting the false equivalents that we talked about. I'm annoyed about how the media is covering it. I mean. I'm annoyed by the media response in general.
0: Yeah. I mean, how many months of but her emails did we have to go through and then get the consequences of which and then learn nothing from
1: it? Nothing. I'm honestly annoyed at the way the White House is handled and is handling some of the messaging around it. it seems kind of clumsy. Yeah. I'm annoyed I felt obligated to include it in the show. <laughs> it's a boring story. It is boring. It's ridiculous. I'm annoyed, and this might be the biggest one, that I'm missing the Jags-Chargers playoff game tonight because Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell you about it? Now I'm annoyed that I just made that noise. <laughs> but still, Lawrence and Herbert. Damn. The score is very
0: lopsided for the prettier one.
1: They're both really pretty.
0: Yeah, but I think one's prettier than the other. Who do you think is prettier?
1: Do you want me to spoil the score for you? I know the score. I know the first half score because I we didn't start recording until halftime. I think Herbert's way prettier. Herbert is hotter. I think, actually, I think Lawrence is prettier.
0: Hotter. Yeah, hotter, I guess I would say. Yeah, I, I guess I don't have a distinction uh, for men in that particular category,
1: Herbert has more of sort of like a bad boy. Oh yeah, for like sure, a, a s- sexy look. And That's what I meant was he's hotter for sure. That's Lawrence me. has more. I'm glad this this our discussion of the Biden <laughs> docs is finally this is way more Something that I'm interested in. <laughs> we started in the garage with Biden's Corvette, <laughs> and we ended up in Tito's gay corner. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I feel like I have like partial ownership of the corner for this segment, at least. <laughs> yeah, I think you do.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll talk more at, at length after recording about the relative hotness slash prettiness of Lawrence and Herbert. <laughs> we'll be right back. Looking for a podcast that speaks to you? look no further the boys of the facts and friends podcast have you covered my name is tino and with me as always is my friend and co-host you all probably know him as the jewish space laser operator third shift <laughs> third shift god damn it but <laughs> But I know him as Judson. Hello, Judson. Hi, Tino. Host Judson and Tino bring you some of the funniest takes in podcasting. And how long did that marriage last? It lasted three years. Three years, that's Two right. Three years after it failed, she killed herself. I did not know that. Yeah. It's a very sad story. You sure know how to make a joke funny. <laughs> Always positive. Fuck you, Mitch. He
0: beat your entire party into submission, and you helped him do it.
1: Fun for the whole family.
0: All she needs to be qualified is a black pussy. No brain
1: needed. You'll always have fun listening to the Facts and Friends podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all so much for listening to the show this week. We're about to bring you a little showbiz news, but first we have to do our business. It means something different for my dogs than it means for me. Maybe. A lot of shit jokes in this. A lot of shit jokes. You might call it a Hershey Squirt Hootenanny. (laughs) I will never call it that. Okay, well. (laughs) Our show is written, directed, edited, and produced by the two of us. And as we said at the top of the episode, help keep the show going by spreading the word about it to your friends and followers. And take a quick second to give us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. Judson, that's some double begging. We got him coming. And going. I mean, the ones that are left. How many is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. We thought we might do something we don't usually do. Something a little lighter than politics. Entertainment news. Oh, we have, we have two quick stories. All right. First is a check of the box office numbers for big Hollywood releases and, and other movies. Um, <laughs> of course, the Avatar sequel has ruled the box office for its fifth straight week. I still haven't seen it. And I probably won't. Same. I've heard and read it's a lot like the first one. Incredible visual experience. Pretty tired, slacky story. Isn't
0: Cameron the one who also says, like, you have to experience things like this in the theater? The th- sorry, it's
1: theater. I thought like, theater? Theater? Uh,
0: He's the one, though, right? Like, when he's one of the guys, yeah, like, yeah, you got to be is, in the in is. the big screen. Uh, the, the home just isn't the same. Like, I haven't been to a theater in... I haven't been since before, before COVID. Before COVID, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'm going back at this point.
1: I haven't decided.
0: I'm never going to see it, sounds like. Or at least James Cameron doesn't want me to, unless I go to a
1: theater. Mission accomplished, Mr. Cameron. But Judson, there is a new film in town that might actually threaten Avatar's spot atop the box office charts. Okay. I haven't... What is what is it? I'm referring, of course, to the sweeping epic Western, Terror on the Prairie. I haven't heard of that. <laughs> As I was saying it, I was reminded of The Rural juror. <laughs> It's a tough one to say yeah, Terror yeah. on the prairie it's uh, of course produced by hollywood legend ben Shapiro. <laughs> oh no, no it's the gina it's starring, carano it's, it's yeah. starring one of your favorite actors it's, it's gina, gina carano. carano again not to be confused with this lady
0: how many registered voters are on there did you do you even know the answer to that
1: no i guess it's i'm trying to get to the Zero. bottom of this here. Zero. There's zero. The, Guess how many? Wait, what about what about how what what about the turnout rate? 120 so <laughs> percent. That's Melissa Carone, not Gina Carano. I just can't get enough of that Melissa Carone. She is uh,
0: so, such a bright personality and so knowledgeable yeah. about you know.
1: So sober. So <laughs> no, sober is not the right word.
0: That's not definitely not the right word.
1: Hey, and Gina might play her in the upcoming uh, Nick Fuentes <laughs> helmed film adaptation of Carone's life. <laughs> Uh, well, Terror on the Prairie had quite the box office haul last week in Judson. Avatar pulled in a measly $435 million in its opening week worldwide. Oh, that, that sounds like a lot. Yeah. Well, Terror on the Prairie finished up with an impressive eight hundred and four, million, sorry, dollar opening <laughs> in its weekend groups. That's $804. Whole dollars. I don't even know if they might have been Canadian dollars. So like 65 bucks. When asked why the film... Flopped so epically, Carano simply blamed the juice. (laughs) Finally in entertainment, Judson, are you a big Dr. Dre fan? I like Dr. Dre. I wouldn't say I'm a big, huge fan. Do you know who is? No. It's Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor
0: Greene is a Dr. Dre
1: fan. Huge. Huge. (laughs) She used one of his songs in a video on social media, and it went over like a Gina Carano Western in the global film market. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dre's lawyers sent her a delicious cease and desist letter, and I would love for you to read us a little bit of it, Judson. Oh, absolutely. I'd be delighted to. Regarding
0: unauthorized use of Andre Young's Still Dre, Dear Ms. Taylor Green, we write you on behalf of our client, Andre Young, professionally known as Dr. Dre, composer and performer of the hit song Still Dre. You are wrongfully exploiting this work through the various social media outlets to promote your divisive and hateful political agenda. One might expect that as a member of Congress, you would have a passing familiarity with the laws of our country. It's possible, though, that the laws governing intellectual property are a little too arcane and insufficiently populist for you to really have spent much time on. We're writing because we think an actual lawmaker should be making laws, not breaking laws, especially those embodied in the Constitution by the Founding Fathers.
1: Sick burn, you. <laughs> I got a semi reading that letter. <laughs> so MTG had to take down the video, but she had a strange response to Dre. She tweeted that, quote, she would never play your words or violence against women and police officers and your glorification of the thug life and drugs. But she did. I'd <laughs> yeah. like to touch with the racism there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to like, po- like agree with anything she said there,
1: but regarding the
0: con- but, but regarding the content of Dre's music, I'm not, I'm not speaking to the veracity of that. Cause I think she's full of crap, but like you played his music. That's why it got taken down. Like, like that's why Twitter removed your video because his music to which he owns the copyright was played by you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tony, posnansky yes. tweeted in response to her tweet that i just read he said yeah. you literally played dr dre's words <laughs> yeah, he right. told you to stop with a letter from his lawyers your reply is basically like saying you didn't want to go to a party you weren't invited to <laughs> that's right that's right and Lori blanchard added uh, you can't break up with me i'm breaking up with you <laughs> can't fire me i quit Right, exactly. Well, thanks again for listening. We will be back next week to confiscate your gas stoves and go over the latest chapter in the GOP shit show. Take care, everybody. Al- alternative take, you're all getting
0: induction ovens and stoves. So,
1: Ooh. Um, yeah. I'm so sad we didn't get the cover of the uh, gas stove insanity, but I'm sure it'll continue. We
0: already had a lot of shit jokes. I don't think we needed to go with the gas route, too. <laughs>
1: Alright, I am also doing two versions of the open intro. So
0: this is a game time decision. You're gonna make the call later? Yes, it will be a
1: game time decision. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Smoke 'em if you got 'em in the US Capitol edition <laughs> of the Facts and Friends podcast. More on that in a moment. <laughs>